six sides of school I fat it no for today I hit the radio dial and turn it up all the way I play Hey everybody and welcome back to the UK Hockey Fan Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm Finn. And we haven't been on in ages. Um, ever since the Leafs got knocked out, we've uh, taken a bit of a holiday. We, uh, you know, we plan on carrying on through the summer and that sort of thing. Um, so we t- thought we'd take a, a little brief break um, while, we, uh, while our, um, we drowned our sorrows over our Leafs crashing out. Um, but there's been loads happening in the hockey and also the Worlds are on at the moment. And yeah. World Men's Hockey and uh, we've been watching loads of that. Yeah. Um, so there's lots to include in tonight's episode, and sure enough, we've got um, Scott is going to be on. Yeah, um, it's going to be great to have him back. I haven't, haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, Scott, also busy now. He's back on the ice with the Sheffield Ice Tigers. He played his first game um, since suffering uh, an injury. Uh, I think it was a knee injury. Yep. Uh, but he was back on the ice last night, so we'll ask him about that. So yeah, Cliffy's Notes is back tonight as well, and we're going to talk to him and do, um, and I think we're going to talk sort of from both angles of the world about the World Men's Competition, uh, because both Canada and GB have had huge success uh, so far. So we'll talk about that when we get Scott on. Um, I wanted to start with a bit of a roundup of what's happening with the NHL since we last talked. But just before that, um, I wanted to mention one thing about the um, women's hockey. Yeah, go for it. So the very last podcast that we did, um, they started, uh, it was the one where um, a bunch of top uh, pro women's hockey players got together and said, right, we need to take a stand here. Um, this sort of slow drip of, um, uh, of attention and investment in, this, in the, our sport is not working. And uh, we really need to, you know, get active about it and take a stand here. So um, when we last were on... Uh, they had all signed basically an open letter saying we will not play in any professional league until, um, you know, the sport starts to get uh, financed and taken seriously and that sort of thing, which was brilliant. And uh, the hashtag was for the sport, I think. For the game. For the game, sorry. Hashtag for the game. Uh, so brilliant. And we were really excited about it and really proud of, of the um, uh, the people involved, all those pro players that are involved. And, it you know... They love hockey as much as you or me or anybody else. And for an elite player to risk giving up their sport for even a you know a week, let alone a season or anything else, is just shows how how totally hugely dedicated they are to the sport. And it's not just them; they know that they are um, you know role models for uh, every every other woman and girl playing hockey anywhere. So. They took a stand, which is fantastic. And today, I just wanted to mention that I noticed that they've taken an, uh, a further step towards their goal, and I think it's a brilliant move. And um, I noticed, I think it was on Renata Fast's um, Instagram today, that they have formed, uh, they've filed the paperwork in the United States to create a women's hockey players union. So just like the NHL has the NHLPA, so the um, National Hockey League Players Association, yep. which is the union you have to be a member of if you play in the NHL. Um, they have now officially created uh, the women's version of this. Do you remember what it was called? It's the Women's Hockey, uh, women's Professional Hockey Player. If I've got this right, um, I, I want to check and make sure I get it right. So it's the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, so the, the PWHPA. 
And so that is, um, they're setting up, up, I believe, on the model of the Men's um, Hockey Players Union, which is just a brilliant thing. So they're obviously getting some really smart advice from somewhere. Um, and, uh, and that's absolutely the way to go because the one thing I know is that unions in sport, certainly in ice hockey, ice hockey would not be where it is today as far as the players are concerned if they had not unionized and had not, and I mean, I know it'll be controversial for some people, so the, the different lockouts and walkouts and things that have happened have all been down to the Players Association and the union, but uh, they would not be getting the money that they're getting now, um, which I don't think is excessive for sport if you compare it to any other professional sport. They would not be getting uh, the attention and that sort of thing if they hadn't unionized. So today, the women announced that they've unionized, and um, if I know anything about unions, Union strength comes from banding together with other unions. So hopefully the uh, NHLPA will immediately get in touch with um, whoever the sort of leadership team is at, uh, at the um, uh, Women's Association and that they band together and start to come up with a new strategy. So that's a really exciting piece of news for women's hockey today. So really excited and really glad to hear that. So hashtag for the game. Um, we're always looking out for more information on what's happening with women's hockey at, at all levels. Um, but great news in, uh, from uh, the women's pro hockey camp today. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know that. So you, you tell me that. That's great. Yeah, no, it's news hot off the press. I just noticed um, this afternoon and so had a bl- bit of a tweet about it and whatnot. So it's uh, unlike me to beat you to social media or anything. So I'm taking that as a personal win. Yeah, my school's clamping down that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you, I, I know you're, uh, de- you're definitely into it because you've been taking some hate on Twitter about tweeting how much you love the game as well. I love uh, hate some hate on Twitter uh, about the whole women's uh, uh, hockey thing. I've s- yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. I don't. Who cares? Haters are gonna hate and all that sort of thing. <laughs> um, you know, there are there are Neanderthals everywhere in life, and um, and on Twitter, I, you know, by by and large, anything that we put out there about supporting um, women's hockey has been massively supported. And there's obviously a couple idiots who will always troll away, but you know, who cares? Yeah, exactly. But as you said, we wanted to uh, unfortunately go back to the NHL. Uh, yeah. as, as you said, the Leafs are out. Don't worry, I've got some nice stuff about the Leafs later. It'll make awesome. you feel better. Okay. All right. I need some. Um, fe- I need some feel better stuff about the Leafs. We, m- we may as well get some of this stuff out w- out of the way first. Okay. So um, the conference finals. Uh, wait, did we do round two or? Uh, do you remember? I, uh, I don't know. Do do whatever you're gonna do. Okay. Pick so it up where you're gonna pick it up. Yeah, so basically the winners of round two, uh, I'll just go through the winners of round two. So the Bruins beat the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, in six games. Yep. Um, the Yeah, uh, so anyway, just quickly, yep. I don't know if you're going to say more or uh, I'll just jump in here. No, no, go for you it. You know, um, as much as I loathe the Bruins, I, I'm one of those people that, you know, um, my default for supporting someone in, in the NHL is Leafs always forever. Yep. If the Leafs get knocked out, then it's usually my next favorite Canadian team if they're still in it. Yep. And if there's no other Canadian team in it, I think I probably would support whoever knocked Leafs out. And so that leaves us with the default position of sort of supporting Bruins. And so, you know, I was glad to see them win that series, actually. Yeah, I guess. Um, uh, at least we can say uh, if the Bruins win the Cup, well, if we beat the Bruins, we would have won the Cup. Yeah, and there's always that. So, um, you know... If yeah, if they get all the way there, it's like well, we came, we certainly came a lot closer than uh, Carolina to um, to beating them in that series, in in our series. So um, w- you know, it's a good claim for Toronto. We're a good team. Bruins are a good team. 
Well, we'll get on to Carolina v. Boston in a minute because uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, swept the Islanders. So the Carolina Hurricanes swept the people who swept the Penguins. Oh, yeah. So Crazy. Peng- Crazy Penguins aren't, aren't having much fun there. Mm-hmm. Um, Blues beat the Stars. Uh, prediction, one, the one thing we predicted right, mm-hmm. uh, they beat them in seven games. Yeah, we were woeful at predictions, but we got that right. Um, and the Sharks beat the Avalanche also in seven games. Yeah, okay. Uh, right. And then we basically go to the conference finals. Yep. Uh, the Sharks and Blues series is still going with the Blues leading 3-2 over the Sharks. Game six is... Come on, you Blues. Uh, is tonight. Yeah, okay. Um, and the Bruins swept the Hurricanes, who swept the Islanders, who swept the Penguins. Yeah. So, so the Penguins are, base, are just awful, basically. Yeah. Like this, the, the, the Penguins fans must be feeling really low. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's been a crazy It's been a crazy season. It's funny. I feel really good about it, talking about it at the moment. I thought I'd be a bit bummed out. Um, but, you know, a bit of time has gone by, and I look back on it now, and I think, you know, it was a hell of a season. And uh, Leafs played great. Really looking forward to what happens next with Leafs. Um, and, uh, you know, Bruins, the people that knocked us out are still going strong. So, hey, cool. Yeah. Um, Don Cherry's Boston Bruins beat the, the bunch of jerks. Oh yeah. A bunch of jerks got knocked out. Sorry. Turns out they were. I have a bunch of jerks. <laughs> and just for the record, we said that we didn't think that they were a bunch of jerks when we covered this on an earlier podcast. So quickly before we move on from this, uh, predictions for the, uh, well, we'll first off we'll go for San Jose versus Blues. Who do you think is going to win the series? Uh, Blues, I hope. I'm hoping for Blues. I hope Blues too. Um, and then who do you think is going to win the final, Bruins or Blues? Well, you know, like I said, I think that's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, I don't know the Blues have a physicality. I think the Blues, the Blues, I think the Bruins Blues series will be very similar to the Leafs Bruins series because um, of the, I think they're a similar matchup. Uh, so, uh, but I'm going to go Bruins. I think the Bruins will take it. Yeah, I'm just going to say, if St. Louis are winning, Tyler Bozak scoring the game-winning goal. Yeah, all right. I'd be down with that. I'd be down with Bozak winning Quite happy to be a Bozy fan. Yeah, I, I rate Bozak for playing with the Leafs for the years he did. Yeah, he was fantastic and, uh, with the Leafs. If, uh, if, if anyone's going to win, obviously, uh, if, if Bruins win, we can say, oh, the Leafs were that much closer. And if the, if the, uh, if the Blues win, we can say, oh, Bozak won a cup. So it's kind of like a win-win for us now that Leafs are knocked out, you know? Yeah, for sure. Now that we've had a little bit of time to think about it, <laughs> there is still some positivity happening. So yeah, yeah still still great hockey happening there in the NHL. A couple more things NHL. I want to mention about the NHL uh, before I move on. Cool. Um, Marchand. Oh, yeah. J- just Marchand in general. God, I do hate Marchand. Like, he, he wasn't that bad in the Leafs series, and now he's back to Marchand again. He's just... I just don't like him. I mean, everybody has their favorite player. Not everybody has their favorite player to hate, but if the, if there was one, it'd be Marchand for me. I just can't stand the sight of the guy. Uh, you know, he's a greasy player, and he's got a face you'd love to punch. Oh, dude. Hit, hit, I'm sorry, but his nose is, like, just uh, oh, not oh, right. Going to another level punchable, there. punchable, you know. Getting a little personal there. It's Marshawn. He punches people on the back of the head. I think. <laughs> he I think it's terrible. excusable. He just does terrible things, and 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 just completely feeds that whole Batman loves Marshand rumor mill all the time. You know, that, that as soon as every single time they play, I uh, I see another clip of Marshawn doing something just ferociously terrible, and uh, then someone's immediately like, "Well, you know, that's the way the Batman wants it," or you know, uh, he'll never get a penalty because Bet- Batman uh, loves him and all that sort of thing. So anyway, madness. But I don't I don't care for Marshawn at all as a player or a person. Fair enough. Uh, any standout players uh, that you've seen in or heard about in the NHL recently 
for uh, just any team? Uh, uh, I don't mind. Yeah. Mm. Uh, is uh, is Lanny McDonald still playing? <laughs> Come on, Matt. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I honestly, you know, uh, as far as standout goes, not really because I'm, um, you know, we I haven't been really. I've completely switched track from NHL. Oh yeah, fair enough. I, I shut off NHL and started immediately paying attention to the worlds, which I've watched pretty we between us we watched pretty much every game. Yeah. And uh and uh so no I haven't really noticed. What about you? Any standout um uh, st- standout players or plays in the NHL? Uh, I was going to say players um uh being uh I believe it's uh Pavelski. Pavelski was the guy that got uh, that hit that hit in the head that was like bleeding. Oh, with the blood coming out the holes in his helmet. Yeah, so he he came back. Yeah. So he's back playing. Uh, he's out again. He got hit in the head by Alex Petrangelo in what? the game the other night. Really? Uh, and I think he's got concussion now. Like properly, oh. he's properly undone. So was he on concussion watch from that previous injury? Uh, probably, but he like. I don't but, know that he was actually because no, it was a it was a cut rather than a knock. Yeah, and I, I also feel like um, concussion watch. I feel like it gets toned down in the playoffs because you know it's playoff. Hockey, well, you know? now you say that, but um, that's the one thing you can't tone actually tone down. Because it's not about playoffs, it's about personal safety. And so, and I'm, this is not me, you know, getting on my high horse about it. Yeah, but yeah, But I'm yeah. pretty sure they're not going to tone down uh, concussion watch for the playoffs. It's one thing that they won't adjust. But anyway, so. I guess. But he's in, uh, injured, another head injury. Yeah, I, th- I think he is. I saw a hit, uh, Alex Petrangelo, basically, I think he was frustrated or something and just uh, hit him and on the way down, elbowed, elbowed him straight in the head. Really? That's, and he hit that's against so the dirty. boards. I, I, um, do you know what? Just, uh, I'm just going to jump in on that. Yeah, one. yeah. I, I think that you know a lot. So a lot of this is obviously the the tension and the competition ratchets up tighter and tighter and tighter the further you get through the season and certainly through the, the further you get through the playoffs. But also a lot of it's down to these guys are so tired, right? They, they've played yeah. so many games now, getting on for a hundred games or whatever it is. And uh, and I think so many of those bad hits would never come in the regular season um, when they're feeling fit and everything else. So I think that a lot of them are coming at a you know a lot of them come out of a place of desperation and just pure tiredness. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was gonna say Pavelski because I'm pretty sure he came he came back in in uh after his uh head cut or whatever, and uh, he got. He got a tip in straight away, like in that game. Oh right! So he got one of the goals. Yeah, I love um, that. I love that sort of thing. And and he he just seems to be playing really well at the moment. Uh, and my other one, uh, Nathan McKinnon, mm-hmm. should be playing for Team Canada, mate. Where are you? Yeah, we need you. Uh, like we could always use you, Mana, mate. Yeah, and sign the big, that contract. Big game tonight, get out, by the way. Yeah, and we'll, obviously we'll get into that later. Yep. Um, but uh, I was gonna say McKinnon because he just looked great all series. He seemed like he was carrying his team. Yeah. Um, well, it just stayed consistent. Came out of the regular season without a dip, you know. Still, pr- still performing it. Uh, on that, really well. mate, there's no dip. I feel like he's it gone up. Went up, if anything. Yeah, which is a rarity actually uh, to see someone who was um, to to see any player who was playing really at their best still at the end of the season. Yeah. actually carry on upwardly and carry and keep on going. Um, usually, you're hoping that some of your players will come to their best game into their best gameplay by the end of the season. And we'll just hold it there. So um, no, it's pretty rare to see someone actually appearing to uh, up their game um, in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure it's McKinnon. But did you know that McKinnon grew up in the same town as Sidney Crosby? I did not know that. 
So in Canada, they grew up in the same town. Uh, McKinnon's younger. Yeah. And you, and uh, on the sign in, in their uh, town or whatever, uh, it says uh, home of Sidney Crosby. Right. So McKinnon looked up to Crosby as a kid. Oh, right. And uh, now they, they uh, shared the same pet moose. Maybe, yeah, maybe. It's <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> um, but I just, th- I just thought, you know, like, uh, so their friend, I, I, I saw this thing, like, pe- like uh, NHL players you wouldn't know hung out with each other, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, and uh, Cro- it was like Crosby and McKinnon. I was like, oh yeah, that goes back to the um, Ugandan team. Remember that team came over and like uh, yes. they played on that same yes, team. And they just put that 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 mix of, of pros together. That reminds me, what, who is that? Who was in that picture with Austin Matthews? Uh, oh do no, know, do you know the one I'm talking about? Uh, no, wait. Oh, oh, oh this the one that's where there's like sitting on a wall or something. Yeah, it was his mates or something. Oh, uh, I can't remember. Who's in that picture? Dude, I, I can't genuinely remember. can't remember. No, but I can't either. Another thing, another thing we saw, um, Marner and McDavid. Remember I showed you that picture? Oh, yeah. Marner and McDavid are just fine and like just, just... Just chilling. Yeah. Yeah, like both of them knocked out. Both of them Well out. Both of them should be on Team Canada. <laughs> I know. Where are they? Why are, why are there not more of our really top guys on it? McManon oh. was one of the things I saw um, like posted on um, <laughs> double IHF <laughs> like uh, Germany got beat uh, 8-0 uh, was it 8-0 or I think it was 8-0 wasn't uh, it? Uh, no 8-1 it was 8-1, 8-1. Uh, yeah, uh, Germany got beat 8-1 by Canada uh, without uh, McMahon McMahon yeah uh, those guys but I mean Marner of course is just totally exhausted I, I, you know I'll give him a pass because he he played so well for us and, and was just probably totally had had it yeah and and it's dangerous obviously for a pro athlete to carry on playing when you are that you know totally exhausted because that's when you get a really terrible injury and he must have known and is uh you know known that 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 he was in danger of doing that so he's out but uh you know mcdavid could have played yeah, no, but didn't he hit his leg at the end of the season? Did he get to pick up a little injury? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what. Well, it does surprise me because those are both guys that would play if they could. I think, you know, that are Monor Patriots and, and and would love to represent. I, their I co- bet you Monor would, but uh, uh, something you brought up when we were talking the other week was um his whole contract thing. His agent is that are probably saying uh, no, no, no. Oh uh, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't yeah, be going there, out yeah, there. There is that too. There is that too, and you wouldn't want to play like crap. Because uh, it, it would decrease your in value a, in a tournament while you're in the middle of tr- trying to renegotiate a salary. So no, yeah, there's probably that. Anyway. There is one. There is one person who is a, a standout player who we will talk about later when we talk about the double AHF oh, with Cliffy. Yeah. One one uh, one least person who isn't playing like crap. Oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about someone else, someone who we are a huge fan of, who I'm not going to name yet either, who should should be in the NHL but isn't. And, um, oh yeah, yeah. Obviously, talk about that later as well. And you know, I think that we should start. Uh, you know, I'm sure probably other people have, but we should start our own UK hockey fam. Um, you know, campaign to get this guy in the NHL because he certainly belongs there. Yeah, a great great thing about UK hockey fam is we're both supporters of Canada and GB, which is great. It well, feels, that, feels you know, pretty good, you know. And, and that's the whole thing. And and the amazing and exciting thing um, for us as a, as Canadians living in the UK at the moment is that. UK hockey certainly is on the up and um, Scott will talk to us more about it when he's on and we've talked to Scott quite a bit about it in the past and it's gone in cycles it's actually been more popular in the past um, but it's w- it had sort of gone through a low and it's on the way up and uh, we'll get on to talking about uh, the results of that in a little bit with Scott yeah um, so that's the that's the uh, end of my NHL 
section unless you have anything else to add no no other than you know best of luck to the the bruins in the uh in the finals and um and in the in the cup final and uh we will in the next podcast that we're on we'll talk about uh you know we'll talk about what's happened and i'm trying to think it's not for we're not on again for a couple of weeks uh but we I may we may do a special we may do a bit of a sp- stanley cup special yeah uh, maybe and and maybe a summary of the world because they're we're still, we're still in the middle of that, and there's still a long way to go. I mean, it's, it's only the first round, so Molds might, might num- I don't think we'll be done for a while yet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, no, no more to say on the NHL now. We'll we'll cover them the next time we're on. Uh, what else would you like to talk about? We have some leaf stuff, or do you want to save some of that for the end? Uh, uh, we've just got some random yeah. stuff, hockey stuff. We'll jump on some leaf stuff. Let's talk about the Leafs. Okay. Um, I, I I'm gonna bring in some some uh some signings. Okay, uh, we, cool. were, we were talking about how excited we were to see uh, what the Leafs had to bring next season. Yep. Uh, so why not talk about some people hey, who that maybe... Uh, reminds me. Um, have you been seeing all the pictures of Dubas at the uh, Growlers games? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Loads yeah. of pictures of uh, Dubas hanging out um, at Newfound- Newfoundland Growlers games, which is really, really cool to see. So he's obviously checking out his, uh, whole, his whole stable of players everywhere that they are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but we have some signings. Um, I will come bring up their stats in a minute. Uh, first off, we have uh, Timo uh, Kiv, Kivahom, Kivalmi. I thought you were going to say Solani. Kivalmi. Yeah, Timo Solani, come back. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> no, Timo K- uh, Kival- Kivihalmi, I think. Uh, he's signed to a one-year deal uh, from Finland, a 23-year-old defenseman, uh, and had 30 points in 60 games played. I will just uh, find his stuff. Uh, give me a second. And where, uh, so where where did you say he is now? Uh, where he is? Well, he's just been. Uh, I believe he's. Um, actually, I actually don't know where he played. I know he's from Finland. Right. Uh, Twenty-three twenty-three-year-old defenseman. I swear I had his stuff. But I can't find it now. Okay. So you don't know if he's like, or is he in the KHL, or is he no. playing in North America? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't okay. know. I will. I will have to. I'll look. I'll look for it later, and Gosh, I'll bring, bring it up later. Bring it up, and then don't know anything about it. Oh, right. dude, I, I literally searched so much about <laughs> other people. Well, that, there's been so. There's so much stuff happening with the Leafs, <laughs> especially is, that I found. There is loads. Right. Um, okay. Another, cool though. That's a cool signing. What else you got? Another Leaf signing, uh, Ilya Mikheyev. Uh, I do know his stuff. Uh, he signed to a one-year entry-level deal. Uh, six foot two winger, 190 pounds. A pretty decent oh, sized guy. Six foot two hundred and ninety. Yeah. It's a bit of a, yeah, I suppose that is a good weight. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I was about to say something, and then I thought, oh, hang on, I'm going to expose myself as being really fat. <laughs> right, never mind. Um, so he uh, played for the Avangard Omsk uh, in the KH- KHL. Okay. He played 62 games, got 23 goals, 22 assists for 45 points. So 45 points in how many games? 62. That's fantastic. It's pretty good, eh? Yeah. Uh, and now he, uh, all, all it says now is uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, NHL, and then it just has, you know, the bars. Yeah. So uh, some Love that. Fantastic. S- some people say that he could be on a fourth line. Uh, Excellent. As soon as next season. Nice. Okay. Um, do, you want, do you want some more uh, feel-good stuff, or what, yeah. what, do, what do you feel? Well, why? What's the alternative? Uh, we, well, I mean... There, some there. stuff that will make me feel bad. I genuinely have one thing that will make, might make you feel a bit anxious. Oh, go on then. Should we, should we just get that out of the yeah, way then? Yeah, give me that. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, of course, uh, as everyone knows, the Leafs are going through some uh, cap issues. Yep. Uh, uh, with, as uh, and uh, I would like to read the UFAs and RFAs that need either need to be signed or should be signed. 
And this is the one thing I knew that you wouldn't enjoy. Yeah, all right. Let's hear it. Uh, but let's, 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 let's just, get just out the tear way. the band-aid off. Let's hear it. Obviously, Mitch Marner. Yep. Uh, Who's not going anywhere. We know that. Yeah, well, I hope he's at, not going At anywhere. any price. There's just... That's, yep. That's just going to happen. What else? Uh, Kasperi Kapanen. Right. Okay. He's a possible lever. Andreas Janssen. Also a possible lever. Igor Erzhaganov, uh We already know has gone back to the KHL. Yep. Uh, and he signed a deal there. Uh, Tyler Ennis. Right, yeah, he's a question mark. Uh, Jake the Snake Gardner. He's gone. You think he's gone? Yep. Oh. I think so. Don't you? I mean, I who guess. is it that loves Gard- Gardner? Um, Babs loves him. Uh, why? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure he does. I think he's I think he's a fan, right? So you got to ask yourself, hmm, how did Jake Gardner weather the storm of, of all that business of last year and then and this you know, year and this year and... And I'm pretty sure that Babcock is his fan amongst the, you know, front office I and guess. everything else. So, but I think when it comes to cap time, I'm afraid that's probably going to come to an end. Yeah. I mean... I would I be very surprised if he didn't get... Uh, uh, if he didn't go. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he obviously, with with all the stuff that he's uh, done in the playoffs, and uh, as everyone knows, Toronto media is big and can be very harmful to some people, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure going to take too keen, uh, too like uh, likely to uh, Garner and his whole thing with the two mess ups in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's a mess and and everything else. But um, I f- you I know, feel we, like we've been on the record, we've definitely on the record in the past of being fans of Jake's, and and I think he's a good guy, yeah. and a good player. But you know, when when you read off a list of players like that, Gardner's gone as far as I'm concerned. So you literally just sound like. Babcock right there I'm just saying well <laughs> you know he he's a good guy you know well he's a good guy yeah you're better than me yeah I can't do it <laughs> uh one person I know you'd be sorry to see go and that is Mr. Ron Hainsey oh I know he is Heartbreaker. a UFA and Heartbreaker. you I know you want him to stay well <sighs> you're what, what I I I you know you know everybody that listens knows I love Ron Hainsey he's a great player um, but he uh, he is sort of in the twilight of his career, and I think that I would almost I don't know it's hard to say. We need some cap space, and um, you know the trade off is is that I don't have to. There's nothing more depressing than watching someone's career wind down right in front of you. Yeah, and um, I would rather I think Hainsley Hainsey paid uh, played a great game. Or game. He played season. Played, played a great game. Great season. I don't know. My, my t- I suddenly I'm all tongue-tied. Uh, I think Hainsey played a great season this year. I mean, he, he was solid from start to finish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, that's a, a great performance and uh, absolutely happy uh, for him to end on that memory of him just being a fantastic and solid Leaf. Um, it would be such a shame to, to watch him, you know, get bumped further and further down the lines and then eventually, you know, get bumped up and bumped right out yeah. altogether. So, um, you know, as a, a big a bummer it is to see Hainsey go, you know, uh, he's he's played great for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and last one, Martin Marinchin. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I don't really know. I mean, as, as, as we said, when we get Cl- uh, Cliffy on, uh, we will be talking a lot about the double IHF. Spoiler alert, Martin Marincin is actually doing pretty well for, uh, who does he play for? Slovakia? I think he plays for Slovakia along uh, Tomasz Tatar. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that. Uh, but that name. apparently he's, he's been doing pretty well and we'll obviously look into more of that. Yep. Uh, later. Um, so that was your 
that, that, that's that's the that one was that's the, for the prickly news yeah um did you have more on leaves i have loads of leaf stuff we'll probably talk about some more after we get cliffy on i know we have to get uh speaking to him soon ish uh i feel like we have a uh, we have some uh, oh do you want to do you want to do you want to leave this off with some debate about some conspiracy stuff yeah let's do that uh and then we can talk about some just nice stuff after as well so leafs conspiracy <laughs> According to Sportsnet's Chris Johnston, uh, the Leafs were not just done with getting Muzzin at the trade deadline. Right. But were looking to get one of the following right defensemen. Are you ready for this? Yeah. There's some big people here. Yeah, yeah, okay. Some guy named P.K. Subban who plays for the Nashville Predators. So that's not the first time I heard that rumor. I can remember sort of hearing that at the time around the tra- trade deadline. That's that's interesting. This is pro- this is stuff I have, like there's a tweet that I've uh, found, yeah, yeah. Okay. I found uh, cool. here. Yep. Um, another guy named Drew Doughty of the LA Kings. Oh, that I did for not hear. Former teammate of Jake Muzzin. Huh. That's interesting. So a, f- a former, and um, what position does he play? Righty. So they were an actual D pairing? Uh, I think they might have been, yeah. Wow. Okay. That could be interesting. Both Canadian. Both awesome, then. Subban might want to come home to Toronto. Yep. Grew up loving the Leafs. You never know. Um, and Aaron Ekblad. Who's that? A Florida Panthers. Okay. But you never really hear anything about Florida, do you, though? So. No, no. But he's basically that. I'm pretty sure he, that he's their best player. Oh, okay. So well, we'll have him then. Yeah. <laughs> um, Excellent. So these are guys that um, have surfaced as being, the or there's a, the rumor is, is that when we got Muzzin, that um, Dubas was also possibly looking at those guys. Is that yes. what you're saying? Yeah, they Okay, so they could be. Possible, still, still in his sights somewhere. Yeah, they could be potential trade uh, assets. Didn't make the deadline this time. Might, might be able off to se- off season. Might be able to get something. And uh, obviously, uh, obviously, as we know, uh, Colin McDavid wants to come home. You know, he's he's going to be on the Leafs at the end of this, but by by uh, near the end of the season. However, I'm going to. you imagine? I just sort of flashed to him wearing a Leafs jersey in my mind just then. Dude, I'm. We've talked about this. Imagine the power and number sixty nine. I would rate him so much <laughs> if he came <laughs> to Leafs and wore the number 69 Could with McDavid on the back that? and got like 150 Could points. Could you imagine that? There's more chance of Doug Glatt himself playing for the Leafs than that happening. But anyway. I can make some I calls. <laughs> All right. Um, no, but I was, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, like, if they think, think about this theori- like, theoretically. Like, um, I've, I've talked about this a couple of times and I know it's a long shot, but imagine if Bettman, for one season, he was just like, you know what? Take off, take off the um, uh, salary cap. Yeah. As 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 everyone knows, Leafs are, pr- pr- I think, the richest team in the NHL, aren't they? Pretty sure they must be up there. They must be uh, they either the richest, maybe the wealthiest the team, wealthiest team in the league. So salary would uh, would be a magusta thing for them if they took off the cap. I'm saying if he, if they, if yeah. if you just want to, I mean, we all know that money can't buy a team, but uh, you know, you j- could certainly a, buy a hell of a lot of entertainment. I was gonna say like. Imagine, like, if if he t- if he took the cap off for one year, um, I'm pretty sure the Habs are probably up there in um, wealth as well. For sure. And put the Leafs and the Habs in opposite divisions once again. Oh man, please! Like, just have McDavid and the Leafs, and then the Habs just take a little like French Canadian superstars and kick Boston right out of the NHL. I'm not. I'm not sure how well Boston would do. We, Leafs would buy Brad Marchand. Like, see how oh, they enjoy that. Man, as a punch bag. Yeah. They'd, they'd have the money, but you know, you know what I mean. Like I know if what you're saying. You know, yeah, fantasy, fa- almost like a fantasy team, no cap team. Yeah, just, 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 just do there. it once, and then like e- even if that didn't happen. Another thing I was talking about with some of my uh, mates in the locker room the other day when we were oh playing right, hockey is um, I, do you remember when um, 
the uh, if you go if you go back to the movie Miracle, I know. Yeah. I'll mention this again today, uh, later. <laughs> um, but um, if you remember in the movie Miracle, they were talking about how the, uh, even the NHL All Stars can be the Soviet team. If you remember. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking. Imagine if if imagine if they did that again and ha- had an All Star team. N- not not like you have like the Atlantic Division, the Metropolitan, etc. Right. Yeah. But if you literally had the all stars, like no, no, no business of like having. Oh, there must be at least one player from each team. Yeah, genuinely have Who an all star team. The rest of the players that'd be cool. Probably yeah, like the like the players and the coaches. Players themselves. Yeah, not so. not, not oh, like and the coaches. Yeah, that I was gonna say not 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 like the uh, not like Batman and like his cronies yeah. or whatever or like the literally or the like pl- the, the players NHLPA. themselves decide who the best. If the players of, are like the best of the if best. If the players are like, alright, oh, we select John Tavares, Stephen Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov. Yeah. Conor yeah, McDavid, yeah, Mitch yeah. Marner, Austin Matthews, yeah. you know, get all those, get all that, all that, all those guys on a team together, and then you'd literally have this beast team. And then, like, if you remember, do you remember Team North America when they had that thing? Yeah, that was weird. Team North but America, cool. but and so Team Canada were different concept. teams. Yeah, that's right. If if they had that, and then they had like Europe's best players. Yeah. So you had not just the KHL, but like the wider. No, no, European. no, no, no. Like the Russia would have their own team. Oh, okay. Russia would have their like yeah own beast sick, team. Sick team. Yeah. Like Trechak would come back, you know. I'm joking. <laughs> wow. I actually watched a thing now, about him yesterday. Yeah, now, but you, now you've involved a time machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, listen, we uh, we need to get Scott on the phone. We're, yeah, we're, okay. What were we? In the, were, were you done talking about that fantasy thing there? No, but I was. Uh, th- I th- mean, th- I don't mean to interrupt you. The, the, dre- <laughs> the dream, the dream you were having out loud there. Yeah. Uh, no, no. But genuinely, if they, uh, I, th- I think like the whole salary cap thing. I'm just joking about that. Obviously, that's that. That's like a. F- hockey well, players yeah, no, fantasy it's, right yeah it's fun to talk um about. but um like I, I feel like they could genuinely bring back the nhl all-stars and just have them play like di- either different countries that like said oh like like uh, a, like a touring show you mean type of thing kind like kind of but like in the off season when they when they don't really have much to do and they're like uh, like <laughs> who, who, who which which like they pick the all-star team who of you guys wants to just just come play hockey right yeah but see the thing is is that, so we talked about this a minute ago to do with the world and that is, is that there's a million reasons why you even though they love the game yeah. that they wouldn't want to play and uh, the season just gets longer and longer as well and when you when you've played you know a playoff series regular series in a play- hey, no, no, playoff no, no. series you're at 80 games you're at 90 games sorry let, let me rephrase that i meant um like summer but preseason you know, just before the NHL starts, you know, you yeah, know, you know how yeah, they have yeah, like again, but you international don't wanna, preseason don't wanna, games. They'd say, "Oh, I don't want to pull an injury before we get going here." I guess, but anyway, listen, y- you know what I mean. Let's get Scott on. Okay, all right. Quick is nuts. Hey, everybody! It's uh, we got Scott Ancliffe on the line. Um, Scott, are you there? I am indeed. Good evening, guys. Fantastic to have you back, um, and uh, we've we've all been on a bit of a break from it um, for a couple of weeks, uh, so we're super excited to be to be back, and uh, and it's great to have you on again for Cliffy's notes. And we're in the middle of the uh, men uh, world hockey men's tournament, so um, we've got so much to talk about. It's and it's been an amazing tournament as well. Um, so we've been watching probably Canada most closest, and I'm guessing Scott that you've had uh, a pretty heavy focus on GB's activities. Yeah, so GB has been my obviously my main source of focus, but I've caught the odd games here and there from Canada and Finland, and um, you know just the evening games generally. What being on free sports because the earlier face-offs over here in the UK at three ten yeah. um, aren't good for uh, yeah for me as I work in a school, so um, I tend to miss um, the first couple of periods and sometimes catch the third period when I get in. So uh, it's mainly the evening games that I've been catching, but I've uh, made the effort to shoot off home early to uh, 
or as quick as I can to get the GB games, which have been the earlier ones as well. It's it's been awesome because um, we have uh, we've talked about this to you loads of times in previous episodes, and that is that our general moan about how there just isn't enough pro hockey on TV here, and um, mm. this this channel Free Sports um, has been you know super at covering not only at least two games a day, but the but um, cherry picking really good games as well. Um, so yeah, we've watched more. Uh, more TV in this tournament um, uh, on British TV than I think that probably the previous 10 years added all together, you know, other than the Olympics or something like that. So it's been absolutely great to have games on every day. And uh, despite the fact that uh, people that I work with and whatnot are wondering why I always disappear around between the hours of three and six o'clock and don't seem to be available. Um, it's been, it's been really great. So, um, so re- some really great results. Where should we start Finn? What, 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 how should we kick this off? Uh, I don't mind. Uh, we can go down the GB route or the Canada route first. Which guys, which ones, uh, do you guys want to go for? Well, do we want, why don't you tell us, remind us all the teams that are involved. Okay. So there are, uh, quite a few teams. Uh, there are, I believe, uh, there are eight in, uh, each, uh, division, uh, a group, sorry. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So eight in each group, um, both Canada and GB are in group A. Uh, and that uh, consists of Finland, Canada, Germany, USA, Slovakia, Denmark, uh, GB, and France. And Group B goes Russia, Czechoslovakia, uh, Sweden, uh, Switzerland, uh, Latvia, Norway, Italy, and Austria. Cool. And so, Scott, this is a gr- uh, great um, point to bring you in uh, to start off with. So, GB qualified. Is this the first time they've qualified? Um, no, it's the um, well, the first time in the top flight for 25 years. For 25 uh, years. I there. knew it was a 25-year thing. Yeah, they are also there in 1962, which is when they got the last um, last win in the top group as well. So, um, But it's the first time in 25 years, and that was when uh, mainly the team back then was uh, dual imports, so a, a lot more sort of Canadian players in the team and very few British players. But now, obviously... There's a bit more of a, a balance, and there's um, you know a lot more British players than, than Canadians. So, I guess it just shows how the sport's grown, and hopefully, it'll continue to grow. But yeah, the first time in the top flight for 25 years, because we were you know two divisions below two years ago. But those back-to-back promotions have helped us go in that top group, and just the phenomenal achievements in themselves. But um, obviously, staying up in the top flight and you know defying all odds is just amazing yeah so you've jumped ahead a bit so we ha- we haven't talked about any of the results from any of the games yet but that you're alluding to uh to um uh, a fantastic result we'll get on to in a second um one of the other things that i i saw the other day that i thought was really great for the sport so gb qualifying for the first time in 25 years is amazing and 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 you know it's just so great for um for it, all of gb hockey for them to be in this tournament uh i was watching the news the other night and on the main BBC News, they did, I don't know if you saw this, Scott, um, I I just happened to see it. They did a segment on the GB team, and they actually talked about the two women that are their physio, I think they're the sort of trainers or physiotherapists. And and they did this little segment about, you know, the support people that are around the team that are there in Slovakia at the moment and whatnot. Uh, And and I thought, God, this is so great and everything else. And I went, hang on, this is on, this is, on BBC, it was on the main news. It was in the main sports part of the news. So um, you know, GB being in this tournament at the moment is is a big deal, I think, for hockey here. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I've seen the odds clip or two here and there, and um, you know, 
it's, it's about time. It's, it's sort of made the national news, and you know, there's very little sort of mentioned when we got the back-to-back um, sort of promotion. So it's good to see that you know the mainstream media are finally taking an interest because it is the fastest-growing indoor sport in the world, and um, you know it, it's certainly um, yeah very becoming increasingly popular here in the UK, and that can only improve with the likes of your BBC and your national media getting behind. So for sure. uh, it's, it's good to see. For sure, for sure. And and as soon as, um, the great thing about it being on any channel, even though it's free sports, is that free sports then will have data showing their viewer numbers. And, uh, and that is the beginning of how you start to s- sell it around to proper networks and things like that. No, no diss on free sports because they've been so brilliant. But just the fact that they've got it on and they will have that user data is great. So how many teams... How many games have uh, GB played so far? Uh, they've played uh, all all seven. So they played seven, and so the first um, the first part of the tournament is a round robin of your um, of your what what do they call them division or groups? Groups. Yep. So it's a round robin of the group, and so everybody gets seven games. Is that right? Yes. Right, and GB's played all six of their games. Seven. Oh, sorry, all seven. seven. And um, should should we start with the seventh game, Scott? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, sounds good. So, they so j- just really quickly jumping to, I mean, the f- we we'll, we could get into the results of the first six, but the 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 last game was so exciting. I I thought it would be good to start there, but it suffice to say that the that the first six games they lost, and now it's got just for people listening. What was you know what's the uh, GB did not expect to win this tournament. Nobody nobody expected them to win. But um, what was probably their main goal going into this tournament? Yeah, the main goal, um, you know, Pete Russell, the head coach, has been sort of quite vocal about. He said he'd love to stay up. That is the main goal. And then just call and consolidate sort of in the forthcoming, um, you know, the following year over in Switzerland um, in 2020 in Zurich. Um, so today, um, well, sorry, the main aim um, for this tournament was to just survive and stay up. And, you know, they've done that. And, you know, with some of the score lines as well, there were some very respectable score lines, even though we lost, and some very respectable and impressive performances against some absolute powerhouse nations who are, you know, a lot more adept to uh, playing hockey on the main stage than we are. So, yeah, the main goal was to stay up, and they've done that, and, and what a great job they have of doing that as well. And, and so, so for the, for people that don't know. So obviously, staying up meaning um, you know they qualified to be at the, in this league and, and in this tournament, and uh, to stay to stay in and not get relegated out of it. What what was required there? Yeah, so they needed. Uh, it went down to to points, and um, obviously with Italy um, also on on uh, sort of lower points in the other division, they were trying to stay up um, in the other group. Sorry, um, but it was between us and France battling it out. So whoever's finished in that bottom spot then gets relegated and um, another team moves up from the uh, division below. So the Pool B division, uh, whoever wins that pool will then get promoted into uh, the Pool pool A. Right. Um, so, so yeah, so it's like a promotion, relegation, sort of dogfight at the bottom. <laughs> in, in, um, one, in one game. So, so the setup ends up being it's the seventh game for GB. It's against France, and whoever loses, whoever wins that game stays in. Whoever loses that game gets re- relegated. Yeah, so it came down to that seventh game because both, um, you know, France and GB were, um, you know, were 
was sort of fighting it out at the bottom spot, um, you know, with, without the wins. And um, well, I believe France lost uh, in an overtime game, so they actually had one point. Yeah. So it came down to a must-win game for GB, so they GB needed to win. Okay. And um, yeah, so three 0 down in twenty-seventh minute. You know, it would have. <laughs> you know, you wouldn't have put your money on on GB winning. And you know, when I heard the score when I was driving home, I was I was you know sort of thinking, oh. You know, maybe I should have stayed in school and got a bit of extra work done. And then, and then is, I thought, well, you know, and then it flashed up on my mobile. And it's just um, amazing. It's, it's just at your phone while driving, but yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's such it, an amazing it it's such an amazing story I, I just want to like dwell on this particular game for a minute because a scenario like that i mean that's the kind of thing that movies are made out of and um you know that setup you could barely even write it to be that that good that you know there's this game happening between these two nations that people don't traditionally think of as as real hockey nations and, uh, you know, they battle their way into the top flight of world hockey and it's down to, you know, one team has one point, the other team has no points and who and somebody's they're going to play to a win and whoever wins that game is going to stay in and, and whoever's going to get relegated. You couldn't make it up. So we go into this game and I just want to pick it apart almost like, um, you know, not too deep, but maybe um, period by period because they, the GB just pulls off the, the incredible um, here. And so period, first period um, of the game, we started out and, um, and France draws first blood in the first period. Finn? No, uh, first period was scoreless. So first period scoreless. And, and I, so I, I tuned in at the, um, I, I think when they were, when the scoreline was, as you mentioned, Scott. So nobody scores a goal yep. in the first period. Um, and that takes us into the second period. And we, everybody's, you know, people that were sort of casually interested at this stage are like moving up on the edge of their seat a bit nil nil in this situation and uh and then france definitely scores first uh yes uh a wreck and uh so one nil and you know everybody and you know everybody's thinking okay one nil that's that means literally nothing in hockey especially when there's um so much time left and then the next goal finn uh france again on a ben o'connor uh, penalty so they're on the power play uh oh, that's right uh trier i believe yeah that's right so that was another thing um, Scott, that was that comes into it is the power play as well. So, uh, no score at all in the first period. Second period, France draw first blood, so it's one nil. Second goal scored on a pretty strong power play, and uh, after I watched that goal, I'm thinking, oh God, we don't want to pull any more penalties um, because we don't want to see that. Uh, you know, we don't want to see their power play again because they were looking pretty deadly. Um, but lo and yeah. behold, um, still in that same period, I believe. Uh, that it w- it was not a penalty this time, uh, but uh, wreck again. Oh, okay. Scores uh third goal. So three nil in the second period, and things must have been you know people that are uh, supportive. I mean, Scott, what did you what did you think when it was three nil? Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, I was uh, a bit pessimistic, thinking, um, you know, three nil down, France are sort of out all guns blazing for this and. Uh, you know, it's quite a physical game, um, you know, from what I understood before I actually caught it when I got home. And um, I just I just thought sort of with GB's um, sort of uh, yeah, frustrations, they were taking penalties. And, you know, that, I guess that's been part of the female tournament is, is some of the, p- the penalties that we've took. And yeah. just getting used to the more European style and the European officiating because in you know, the, the Elite League, it is sort of transitioning more to a... a 
free-flowing league, but is yeah. still very clutch and grab still and a, yeah, a very yeah. different sort of style of game. Um, but yeah, three 0 down, I, I wasn't hopeful. And um, but then, obviously, you know, when it was three one, I, I kind of put my ears up a little bit yeah. more, and um, yeah, and the train went rolling from there. Yeah, so um, that so uh, you know, I remember looking at the three nil scoreline and thinking, oh God, you know. GB needed to turn up here with, as you say, with all guns blazing. I mean, everything to play for. And uh, and at that moment, it's like, oh no, France has turned up like that. You know, they've turned up as the team that have got everything to play for here. So scoreline three nil. Next goal though goes to GB. And was that in the second period? It's still in the second period. But uh, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the coach for GB is Pete Russell. Yes, he is. Yeah, head coach Pete Russell. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh, the Glasgow clan, or he was recently until he's uh, now signing in Germany. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. uh, That's another talking point, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. later on. Uh, yeah, so uh, at uh, uh, exactly uh, when uh, France scored their goal at 27-37 uh, into, the, uh, into the game, uh, Pete Russell calls a timeout, and uh, at 34-59, uh, Robert Dowd scores for GB. Yeah, so awesome. So, um, you know, GB scores one, and then suddenly you think, you know, it's funny the difference between three nil and three one in my mind. Three nil seems like an impre- oppressive difference to try and make up. You score one goal on that and turn it into three one, and suddenly it seems like oh well, that's just a two goal gap, you know. Yeah. And uh, and you immediately get and and I mean GB instantly seemed like a different team to me. They seemed like they settled down and they realized, hang on, we're still completely in this, you know. And so. Um, you know, next goal. Uh, next goal. Uh, also, uh, GB with one minute fifty six seconds left in the second period. Uh, Mike Hammond. Yep, Ham- and Hammond played a, an amazing, uh, amazing um, tournament. I thought. Um, so yeah, end of end of second period, and they're now trailing three two, and that's you know it's back to being a proper game. Every yep. you know everything to play for. They come out in uh, period three, and um, and sure enough, uh, GB score again. Yeah, five minutes into the third period, uh, Robert Farmer scores. This uh, is going to uh, Phillips and Ben O'Connor. And so, to m- you know, to make a long story short, to regulation time then runs out, and uh, the GB score three unanswered goals. Regulation time ends, and and we're at a three-three draw. Like what a nail biter uh, of a situation, huh, Scott? Mm, absolutely, and uh, you know, just that resilience and that composure to uh, to fight back, and those goals, all three of the the goals to well level, which in fact all four of the goals were outstanding goals. You know, Robert Dowd, um, you know, with an outstanding sort of deke in front of the netminder, um, you know, Florian, uh, I forget his second name now, um, to uh, yeah, to put us ahead, and uh, sorry to not put us ahead, sorry to uh, get us on the score sheet, yep. and the second goal. Uh, Mike Hammond, Johnny on the spot, just um, yeah, yeah. putting the goal home after a Ben O'Connor point shot. And then the third goal, a great finish from Robert Fong, who just uh, lost his man in the corner, skated out front, and just used his size and his net front presence to just cut into the slot and uh, yeah, just roof one past uh, yeah, the France netminder. And, um, yeah, and then obviously <laughs> Ben Davis's goal in overtime, just a sublime finish, but an outstanding pass from Steelers captain Jonathan Phillips. And, yeah. yeah, just all four sublime goals in their own right as yeah. well. So yeah, great uh, to see. Absolutely, absolutely. Slight, slight uh, spoiler alert there. But they uh, they went then went into overtime and um, and GB got the all important golden golden goal 
um, in the sudden death situation. Now, uh, and it was, uh, we were debating whether or not, we weren't sure whether it was um, three on three or not in overtime in the Worlds, and it turns out that it, uh, it was three on three. Yep. And I sort of said going into that, that, you know, we'll be stronger here because um, I just fancy GB in a three on three situation because we got some really strong players. And uh, yeah, sure enough, an absolutely fantastic goal. Um, and, uh, you know, the coverage was just perfect as well because the simultaneous shot, camera shot of the GB guys celebrating literally like they just won the Stanley Cup and, and rightly so. And uh, and then a cut to the France coach's face and, <laughs> it w- and it was just a complete tale of two cities, you know. He was just devastated, and as you would be, you know. So here you've got guys celebrating like they've literally won the Stanley Cup, and you've got a team now faced with the fact that they lost in overtime and are relegated out of the league. I mean, unbelievable! What a story, um, and prob you know probably one of the best games of hockey that I've seen in the 2018-2019 season. Full stop. Yeah, totally amazing. Totally amazing. So. Um, Great for GB, a great, I would say, a great performance for GB. So what are some of the, I'm just trying to think of some of the other games that they played, some other standout score lines where they played um, um, played well in the face of, like, some pretty serious competition. Um, uh, USA. Yeah, yes. So that was a surprise, a bit of a surprise, I thought. What was the score line there? Uh, 6-3. Yeah, that's a, that was great, Scott. Well, a great game against USA. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the standout performer there was Ben Barnes, without a doubt. 59 saves in that game oh. uh, in a 6-3 loss. Um, you know, and, and GB managed 26 shots on goal, uh, which is, was quite an achievement considering, yeah. I think, the previous sort of uh, few games before that. I think they got that in the, you know, in, in two or three games before. So, to GB to, um, yeah, sort of muster up 26 shots and, Timely goals coming from uh, Mike Hammond, Brett Pellini, and Ben Davis, and um, but Ben Bounds, you know, just outstanding. Yeah, um, he's great once again, and really putting himself on a on a great sort of um, you know a great stage to showcase his talent and his ability that we always talk about. You know, yeah. week in week out, um, we mentioned on the podcast how great Bounds is and. It's just kind of showing it on an international stage. Uh, absolutely. So the big question, and so we did mention Bounds um, at the beginning of the podcast just in, as a little teaser that we thought he just played brilliantly. I mean, for me, he's been the player of the tournament on any team. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, is there any chance that Bounds is not going to get his way into the NHL now? Ooh, um it's a tough one because obviously ability wise he's you know, he is exceptional, he is outstanding and uh the Cardiff owners have really put into his development. Um they've yeah. sort of sent him over to um camps in Calgary and things and yeah. he's had coaching from um some sort of you know, former NHL netminders. And so he's probably got links there already to an extent. However, you know, he, he I, I really don't know if um in terms of you know, his age and everything, whether it's a bit of a gamble for, you know, sort of teams over in, um, you know, over in the NHL. Yeah. I think he's 20, 28 or something like that, which is you know, definitely by no means past it. No. But if and you look at how the NHL develop players and sort of bring them all the way through from, yeah. you know, through the various drafts and the OHL draft and everything else, it's a very untraditional way. I mean, obviously, Liam Kirk is a slightly different exception because he's so young still. Yeah. But I think, you know, Bounds' age may go against him for that sort of I, I just um, can't, you know, big I, ticket deal. Yeah, I just can't imagine that, you know, you, you could be right, but, you know, 
I just can't imagine that. So remembering that every scout that works in the NHL has been watching this tournament. No question. They will have watched every minute of every game. And um, so if you have every scout in the NHL watching Ben Bounds performance in this tournament, um, you know, I think that age, I think goalie for a start is one of the, one of the areas where age can uh, be stretched a little bit. And, um, you know, I can't imagine that somebody somewhere isn't thinking, Hmm, should we give this guy an entry level contract and just get him over to camp? You know, and uh, mm-hmm. even even put him into the into uh, sign him and then put him in a farm system. I mean, you yeah. know. So and and that and they come to let's let's say you know I'm just plucking one out of the air here. Let's say the Calgary Flames came to Bounds and said, "Listen, we want to sign you on just an entry level contract, and we think that there might be a spot for you. But listen, come to mm-hmm. camp and we'll see how that works out. And worst case scenario is you'll play in our farm team system, but on an entry level NHL contract." I mean, how would that compare to what, you know, would be on offer at Cardiff? Yeah, well, you know, it'd be definitely not to take that chance, wouldn't he? And, um, you know, any player, regardless of what league they play in, aspire to play in the NHL. And, um, you know, don't let anyone tell you different. And, um, yeah, so Bounds would be, be sort of foolish to not take that opportunity if it was presented to him. And, um, yeah, you know, hopefully, like you say, a lot of scouts, a lot of, um, you know, important sort of people, presidents, GMs, people like that have been watching, obviously, this tournament. So, yeah. And um, he's given himself the best chance possible to put himself into uh, into contention again. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. So, I, I think... For sure. Um, you know, my prediction is, and, and, and I genuinely hope that it comes to something, I predict that he get, will, will get signed uh, somehow in an entry-level deal with an NHL team and possibly not go into the show, but at least um, turn up on there. Uh, you know, we'll have them on the Marlies, for example. We'd love to have them there. Um, mm-hmm. Or, you know, what about somewhere like the OHL? Like, if somebody from... Uh, he could be one of the... He could go into the likes of the OHL and be the best goalie in the league. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they're offering in that system is going to massively outshine, um, I would I would guess, whatever is on offer at Cardiff, despite, you know, um, no diss on Cardiff, and I know they've they've done really well by Bounds. Um, but you know, in terms of be putting yourself in, in Ben's position himself. And I mean, even, even an offer of a contract from the likes of the OHL is just a tantalizing step away from the NHL, you know? So I, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if something doesn't happen that, uh, attracts bounds to North America next year. Mm. Yeah, I guess, uh, time will tell, but you know, he's like we say, he's, he's certainly, um, turned a few heads with the performances and, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's sort of made it onto, I guess, memes and um, tweets from, yeah. you know, massive uh, accounts on Twitter, like Spitting Chicklets and, you know, those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so for it, sure. It certainly, uh, certainly uh, helped his reputation out anyway, that's for sure. Unquestionably, unquestionably, he's going to be on some scouts' radars f- for sure now. But so, Finn, should we jump on talking, because I know time is short. Should we jump on doing just a quick roundup of uh, how Canada's done so far? Yeah, but I was going to say, just before we uh, move on very quickly, uh, Ben Bounds, as we were just talking about in there, yeah. he leads all goalies in saves in the whole of the in the whole of the tournament uh, with 230 saves in seven games. So you can't ignore that, Scott, as a scout, can you? No. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. So, so, no, those are great stats. Finn, give us a quick rundown. I mean, oh, sorry. Go on, Scott. I would... I was going to say as well as that, you've got to take into account, you know, all the factors like, um, you know, the, the quality of D and, and things in front of him. So, you know, the scouts and everything will also think, well, you know, he's, he's 
deer have let him down a little bit there or um, you know he's not got stronger deer say Denmark or whoever so you know he's saved all those shots yeah. and you know it, it's it's all about the performance he's putting as well considering you know the team is on so uh, you know that makes it even more uh, credible really I guess for sure for sure I just think that those uh, the, that uh, performance was so impressive and the numbers are so impressive they can't be ignored um, but yes uh, Finn give us a roundup of how Canada's done so far uh, so Canada are currently uh, currently as we uh, are recording this podcast or uh, they're playing USA yep uh, in their seventh game and their final game of the prelim rounds yeah um, but uh, on the 10th of May which is literally the first day they're playing the first game uh, we watched this game. They played Finland and lost 3-1. Yeah, which was a real upset. And, uh, you know, without digging into the bones of that too much, that was a, a bit of a disappointment and a, bi- a bit of a surprise, I think, for uh, for most corners that uh, Canada rated the, I mean, the favorite of the tournament. No, no they were not the favorite but, because... Well, they are now, for sure. No, still, well, still I heard not. It today. Really? Yeah, they're, they're seeded first. Because they're... they're, they're then they're not first yet. Oh, you mean in um, you mean in favor favor rankings? Yeah. I was gonna say because uh, going into this, Russia's the favorite, right? They've got everyone. They've got Ovechkin. They've got Kucherov. Well, they may, maybe got they, they might be Finn's favorite. No, Canada, Canada's <laughs> Canada's my favorite, but yeah. Russia going in were the were the favorite. Okay. Anyway, um, so that was a surprise result, losing to Finland three to one. Yeah. And uh, who'd we play next? Uh, GB. Right, and uh, that was uh, that was eight nil. Yep. Uh, but having said that. Um, you know, again, bounds an outstanding performance there. Forty something saves, I think. Absolutely outstanding performance. Um, some other great performances from uh, GB there, but they just couldn't pull the trigger on the night against Canada. Um, but I thought they played really well. Yeah. You know that game could have really run away from them, and they they did well to to hold that scoreline. Bounds made forty eight saves, um, and from Canada, uh, Anthony Mantha, uh, a guy who uh, I think is kind of a standout guy, and yeah, I know he's a been on been on uh, Detroit in the NHL, uh, and he's a uh, as most people know that's not really a big team at the moment because uh, yeah. they're not doing as well. Uh, but he recorded five points in that game. Yeah, that's an amazing performance there. Then we go up against Slovakia, <coughs> and like GB, we pull out an overtime. Did we pull out an overtime win there? Uh, no. Was um, that a, just a last minute or? Uh, I think it was. Uh, was it Stone? Let me find this. Um, I don't remember. Uh, jump in, Scott, Scott if you remember. Uh, the scoreline ended oh, up being yep. six to five, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, Mark Stone scored with one second left in the game. Oh yeah, yeah, one <laughs> second. That was amazing, amazing game. Uh, then up next, I think was France. Yep, uh, and we beat them five two. Yeah, pretty. Uh, actually, that's a good scoreline. So France. That was the first time that I saw. I looked at France and I thought, actually, they're doing all right as well. And I had that in my mind when they were um, up against GB, thinking, hmm, hang on. You know, France went 5-2 against um, against Canada. So, uh, you know, they, France has had a pretty good tournament as well. And so it would be heartbreaking for them to have crashed out like that. Yeah, their, their goalie, uh, Bouillet, made 41 saves in yeah, that game. Yeah, another good goalie there. So that led on to the Germany game, which I thought was a surprise result. It was because Germany was doing pretty well. They were at top of our division or whatever, um, or our group, sorry. Uh, and we played them, and I was thinking, that's going to be a tight game, and yeah. we beat them 8-1. Yep. Um, and then we played Denmark and shot them out 5-0 yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And uh, as we speak, currently we're playing USA, period one, just ended now. Yeah, And score. it's uh, 2-0 Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, the score is going to Pierre-Luc Dubois, who just came over from um, his Columbus stint oh, in yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so he's just come over and the Captain Kyle Turris. Cool. Right. So that is our sort of GB and Canada roundup for the Worlds. Um, anything else to add on the Worlds, Scott, that we that we need to talk about? Or have we pretty much covered it all there? Um, no, I think we've covered it pretty well. But, um, yeah, just to, I guess, reiterate that. Um, you know, Great Britain, just a phenomenal achievement for them to remain in the top flight. Um, you know, the third, the win over France um, to secure that sort of um, staying up was the first win in the top flight since 1962. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a credible achievement and just GB being in the top flight for the first time in 25 years. So just a great, great achievement. And, um, you know, we're all... Uh, yeah, super, super happy on this pod uh, with, with that result. And I think that, um, you know, one of the other things about them staying up is uh, it's a bit like the, I mean, this tournament's a bit like the Olympics, right? And um, a lot of it will be down to how it's funded going forward. And, uh, yeah. you know, staying in means funding, right? And uh, so there should be more money swashing around to to, uh, to um, keep that team moving forward. So, yeah, it's a it's great and promising thing for uh, Team GB. Finney? Uh, and... and- yeah, go on, Scott. I'm just going to say the, the preparation before as well. They've never had as many games as what they have had before this tournament. So in previous tournaments, they've only had maybe two warm-up games. But here, I think it was a series of yeah. six warm-up games and then they got there early. So the whole preparation and, and then just the off-ice investment in terms of getting the guys over early, getting them settled, yeah. um, you know, it seems to have been a lot more uh, organised and professional this year. And... Um, yeah, and, and obviously that's helped and paid dividends, really. For sure, and and it will carry on from strength to strength, I imagine. Uh, I was going to yeah. say uh, one thing about that France game. I thought, and I said I said earlier in a podcast, I would mention Miracle again because we uh, oh, talked yeah. about it earlier. And I said uh, I feel like that uh, France GB game was like GB's version of Miracle on Ice. You know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Very, very similar to that situation. And one last thing before we uh, go off the, this double uh, IHF topic. Um, William Nylander, I know we're all Leafs guys here, and uh, he's, yeah, yeah. he's not having too bad of a tournament, guys. What do you think? How's he doing? I haven't even really... He hasn't even factored on my radar at all. So he's he's Swedish. Yeah. Uh, he is leading the scoring leaders. He's played uh, six games. Yeah. Uh, They're playing right now as well. Yeah. Uh, he has four goals, 11 assists, 15 points, and a plus 15. Wow. He's doing all right. I, wish he, I hope he comes back to the Leafs like that. So we should wrap up um, Cliffy's notes for this time because uh, we do uh, want to get uh, and see the, the rest of the hockey game. But there is one possibly more important um, hockey fact that I wanted to bring up while you're on, Scott. And that is, uh, uh, I believe, in the past few days, you yourself have returned to the Ice Tigers. I have, yeah. So I've come back from from injury. I saw my uh, MCL in my, my knee in uh, November, 25th of November, and... Made my comeback uh, this weekend in a charity game for the team that I play for. And um, I was unfortunately on the losing team, but I guess the real winners on the evening were the two charities, which were Breast Cancer Care UK and British Heart Foundation, and we raised about £3,000. I read that figure on uh, on social media, and I was blown away. What a fantastic achievement for you guys to have, have raised all that money for those two worthy causes. That's totally amazing. Um, I've said it before, yep. I played with you guys i think a couple times and such a nice bunch of people uh I, you know probably never pl- uh, skated with a nicer bunch of people uh so great to see you back on the ice man um and how how did uh how did the knee hold up yeah, it felt uh felt pretty good the next morning i'm um, a little sore and um a little bit of ice yeah, but, but well, 
whilst I was on the ice, it was great. And obviously, you know, as you guys know, playing hockey, yeah. you know, you, you miss the sport when you're injured. But the thing is, you miss the room and being around the guys more Absolutely. than anything else. And, and just being back and being back with the boys and, um, you know, being back in that camaraderie and banter again, you know, it, it's just amazing. So, uh, yeah, it's why we love the sport we do. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, I'm so glad to hear you're back. Finn, what do you got? I was going to say one last thing. I found I'm literally just looking through my uh, notes here, and I found I found one GB fact. I thought I might want you you guys right, might want to hear just yeah, quickly. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was looking on online, and this this was one thing uh, TSN brought out, I believe, and it was a uh, notable GB players who made it to the NHL All properly. Right. Go on. Uh, Charlie Gardner, born in Edinburgh, uh, was a goalie and won the Vesna mm. in 1932 and 1934, and was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1945. Uh, Daniel Taylor played four games in the NHL, most recently with the Ottawa Senators in 2017-2018 season. And in those four games, he recorded one goal, two assists for three points. And then the most recently, uh, Brendan Pellini, uh, brother of Brett Pellini, uh, of the Chicago Black Horse, is, is, uh, the current, uh, is currently the only UK-born player in the NHL. He was born in Guildford and broke into the NHL in 2016 with the Arizona Coyotes. Fantastic. A great note to end it on. Scott, thanks so much for coming back on. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's been great, and what a fantastic uh, discussion that we were able to have tonight about the world's things looking great for GB hockey, and uh, looking forward to having you uh, on next. I think we'll be on in, uh, in a couple of weeks' time, and we may do another summary. So of course, we'll find out where the world's ended up and also uh, what happened with the Stanley Cup. So if you're around, love to have you back on. Yep, sounds good, guys, and, uh, you know, it's a pleasure as always. Fantastic. Okay, speak to you soon, Scott. It will do. Take care, guys. Cheers. So awesome having Scott uh, back, back, I mean, it's awesome being back with you, and uh, awesome having Scott back on, and what a great discussion about the world. It's like, what a great tournament it's been. Dude, I'm loving this kind of thing. I, I um, especially with uh, the absence of NHL players in the um, Winter Olympics. Oh, yeah. Um, This this tournament's better than that. Because I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it more than than the last. I Olymp- followed Olympics this tournament. and um, enjoyed it more, and especially because the players playing for Team Canada and the, uh, I know because they're NHL players, right? Yeah, yeah. And the players playing for GB, oh, yeah, we course. know because we've been to a GB game, right? Yeah. And we've been we've had Scott uh, telling us all about these amazing guys and how yeah. this lineup is so great. Well, it's nice to have two teams to support, um, which is really great. That's what we were saying earlier. UK hockey fan, we we support both and we yep. enjoy talking about both. Proud supporters of both Team Canada and Team GB. What do you got for us? Let's wind things up. Yeah, okay. I've just got a few more Leafs things. You know, I, I told you I have some feel right, go- I've, right. so, I've got some feel-good stuff here, Okay, man. cool. So, uh, one thing I've already told you about. Um, Leafs announced a six-year extension for Brennan Shanahan as yep. the club's president and alternate governor. Yep, money well spent. Contract now runs through 20, 2024 season and 2025 season. Yeah. And he said approaching this extension that it was an easy yes when yeah. they asked. Yep, for sure. And uh, his uh, exact quote was, I had no desire to leave what we've started here. Yeah, fantastic. Shanna plan. On it goes. Yep. Uh, Leafs prospects. Ian Scott of the WHL uh, team print, uh, sorry, WHL team uh, Prince Albert Raiders and Fedor Grudiv of the OHL team Guelph Storm have won their respective league championships and will head to compete for the Memorial Cup. Awesome. That's great. Uh, Marley's sweep Rochester and Cleveland oh, yeah. in the first two rounds and are now tied with the Charlotte uh, Checkers. In the Memorial uh, Cup. 1-1. And uh, Newfoundland Growlers, who you mentioned earlier, yeah. um, beat the Brampton Beast in round one and Manchester Monarchs in round two to advance to the final uh, against a team which is yet to be determined uh, to fight for the Kelly Cup. Fantastic. In the ECHL. And then 
my last thing, which is just general news, I thought it might, might be interesting. I always uh, yeah, save, yeah. save some random stuff when I'm looking around social media. Cool, yeah. Uh, on the 10th of May, it had been 49 years since Bobby Orr scores the iconic goal in overtime for the Boston Bruins against the St. Louis Blues to capture the Stanley Cup. And uh, this this uh, was iconic because it was the game where Bob, uh, Bobby Orr did his famous Superman celebration. That's right, yeah. Dove on the ice. Did he dive on the ice or something like that? Yeah, he literally jumped almost over yeah, the goalie. Yeah. So cool. But it was so good. And then my last thing for you. As we all know, we love to end it off with a, a, f- a question from me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is to do with the double double IHF, uh, because I know you, we haven't been really paying to the N- uh, paying close attention to the NHL recently, as we yep. said, these yeah, are yeah. out. But we have been paying close attention to this. So, this links in with the NHL, don't worry. All right. Who will be going first overall in the draft, in your opinion? Jack Hughes of USA or Capo Caco of Finland? Oh, I'm going to say uh, the, the American dude. Yep. So. Just because eyes on for scouts will be greater. Yeah. So basically, uh, with Jack Hughes, he's been he's been the number one all year and all all of this year. He's been scouted all year, and they're like this is this is the guy, right? Yep. Um, and he's been uh, obviously he's the brother of Quinn Hughes, who's just yeah. uh, with the uh, Vancouver Canucks. That's right. Also playing on USA with his brother. Did you know for the for his 18th birthday, Jack Hughes got given a nice visor? Oh yeah. Because you you have to be 18 to wear a oh, visor. Oh yeah, of course. I, and so for his for that. his 18th birthday, he got the cage off, off. Took off his cage, put on a visor. Put on and the visor. Oh, nice, sweet. What a great little uh, well, s- um, question to end on. Um, awesome. But I was gonna say one thing there. So as 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 I just said, um, Jack Jack Hughes has been scouted all year, right? And he's always been the guy. Yeah. But if you had to base it on the IHF tournament right now, he's done basically nothing. Yeah. And Capo Caco is leading the Finns. Yeah. They're uh, leading uh, uh, group Group A right mm-hmm. now, and uh, he I believe is the leading scorer on that team. Right. So you reckon he should be the go first in the draft? I he's would. It. I would say that no. Okay. Because Jack Hughes, as I said, has been the guy all year. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to boost his uh, his ranking, for sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's going to boost his chances of being picked over first yep. first overall. You know, it, you, you know, who knows what happens, who right? Knows? New Jersey could be like, you know what, we'll have Kappa, right? Yeah, we'll have him instead. Um, but yeah, okay. I, I, I think it'll still be Jack Hughes. I just wanted to hear your opinion on it. And that was that was my big question to end, end the show. <laughs> I've already said. Yeah. No, that's oh, yeah, saying. okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, all right. Great. Uh, well, listen, it's been great being back on. Yeah, definitely. Um, we should give some shout outs before we get off. Okay. Um, um, remind everybody that we'll be back on again. Um, uh, I'll find it right now. If we'll, you put, we'll put the out. dates out on social media um, and we'll put them up on the website as well. So you'll know exactly when the shows will com- uh, be coming out. They're not coming out weekly at the moment just because the Leafs are out and we're sort of taking a bit of time off. But we are putting um, we are, we're never going to stop putting out uh, regular podcasts. I think I've if you subscribe, they'll always come up. So they're easy to find. Um, I've got I've got it here if you want to know the exact date for the n- uh, well next, next one is uh, I think it's uh, not uh, this Thursday Thursday after okay to, uh, what's that date thirtieth uh, of May right thirtieth of May next one next episode thirtieth of May watch out for that um, shout outs uh, to our, the usual suspects um, Sports Green the best um, the best probably practice aid for hockey and now that we're into baseball and lacrosse season uh, Sports Green works flawlessly for those sports as well so um it's a real all-round and really useful um tool to have save your uh, garage door um they're really great and it's a really great company and the people are really great um who else we got finn 
uh bionic save blades i, oh, I yeah. love these yeah. guys man. yeah those guys are doing really good i think yes yeah, so i've just finished my um uh, uh ice hockey season and oh, i haven't yeah, had you to had your last game i haven't had to sharpen them once yeah cool that's amazing what an amazing story <laughs> we'll have to let them know that then we got guys like uh, beer league republic who make awesome uh awesome uh, hockey themed clothes along with um some other friends of ours uh out of rotherham here uh, called Crosscheck Clothing, who've made some really cool stuff as well. Ooh, I noticed that you're wearing some Crosscheck Clothing at the moment. Cool. Yeah. Stylish. Um, who else? Uh, a couple sports stores that are around. Uh, yeah, Puck Stop in uh, Sheffield, I believe. Yep, yep. The great family-owned business. A, w- a wonderful bunch of people. Uh, All Star Sports uh, here in Swindon. Yeah, Ian Clark runs a, a fantastic shop, really uh, knows what he's talking about, really good stuff, really good with skates and that sort of thing too here in Swindon. All Star Sports. Um and people from True. Um, oh yeah, yeah. We remain huge fans of them, and they've supplied us with loads of really awesome sticks and different bits and pieces of kit. Uh, and one last um, congratulations again to um the uh professional women's hockey uh who have e- either today or yesterday um filed the papers and are and officially created the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, and that's a big step. Uh, and hopefully another turning point on the way to um, women's hockey um, being taken uh, more seriously and getting much uh, better coverage. So congratulations, ladies. I think that's it for us. Um, We will be back again on the 30th. Yeah. So see you soon. See you guys. Here's the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.